2: a slam dunk if there ever was one every friday on this award-winning radio program we like to give out an award sometimes the competition is stiff it is a lot of the time this is not one of those times let's get right to it And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Come on, who else could it be but Dr. Anthony Fauci? His emails are everywhere. They're still being dumped in huge numbers, probably even as we speak. Even though the emails we're talking about were sent as far back as 14 or 15 months ago, they're just being revealed now. So the Jerk of the Week committee has ruled that he is eligible for this week. Now, maybe we could have given it to some of the people in the media, the prime example being Nicole Wallace at uh, MSNBC, who slobbered all over Fauci and told him um, that the emails just reinforced her belief that he's a saint. But what the emails actually revealed were lots of lies. Now, he lied about whether U.S. taxpayer money was used to help the communist Chinese doctors, at the Wuhan lab do the work on the virus. You have to wonder why we're even dealing with them in the first place. But anyway, that was one. But it's not just lies anyway. It's flip-flopping. And each flip and each flop uh, affected literally millions of lives. And while he was telling Americans that they need to wear a mask, of course, after he had initially told us all that we didn't have to wear one, uh, after that he was still sending emails to people saying that the masks really didn't do much good. He lied under oath in front of Congress when he was being questioned by Rand Paul about gain of function, which is the process that turned a virus into a deadly virus. Then he lied about whether that process was funded by the U.S. government, of course. And this week, he's still out there, and he's telling the same lies. And the media are finally starting to turn on him a little bit. And on top of it all, he decided that this would be a good week to announce that he's releasing a book. This guy wrote a book. And it's called Expect the Unexpected. That takes some nerve. He's just been around way too long, uh, much longer than the two weeks to flatten the curve that he lied about 17 months ago. And he needs to go away. But when he goes, Dr. Anthony Fauci can take the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award with him.
1: The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us. Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and
2: replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. And, of course, it's possible that uh, when this is all over, the good Dr. Fauci uh, could have played a part in starting a world war. Will you hear from Gordon Chang. An expert on China after the break. Some scary stuff could happen as a result of all the work that Fauci was encouraging. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 6 All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windows or us, Pittsburgh.com. That's windows or us, Pittsburgh.com.
3: Have you heard rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behaviour in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug-In Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Go, pestfree, promo code PEN. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Hey, I'm Andy.
1: If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388 enjoy.
4: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to 7 gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order 1 gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950. Much cheaper than replacing your carpets.
0: Warning. listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
2: There's a lot of interesting stuff going on between the U.S. and China right now. You've probably noticed that. and It's probably going to get a lot more interesting and a lot more scary. Gordon Chang has been watching what's been going on there for a long time. He's the author of several books, including The Coming Collapse of China, and the great U.S.-China tech war. You can follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang, and he joins us now. Gordon, thanks for being here.
5: Well, thank you so much, John.
2: So I, I, um, I, I don't know where to begin here with all the stuff that's going on lately, but I guess the first question is, uh, should be how much, uh, just in general, should we believe – Uh, uh, of what's coming from China on this issue of uh, where this um, virus originated and how much responsibility they have for this?
5: We should believe zero what they're saying. Matter of fact, what they're saying is the exact opposite of the truth. There are a number of things here. First of all, you know, they talk about a regular or natural zoonotic transfer. In other words, a natural mutation from a bat to an intermediary mammal to a human but there's so much evidence that's suggesting that this was a pathogen that escaped from the wuhan institute of virology either it was a natural pathogen that was stored there or it was a bioweapon. um and uh one thing we do know john that whatever the origin of this is whether it started out as a biological weapon china turned it into one china turned it into one by lying to the world by saying to the world this was not contagious when they knew that it was highly contagious. And then they pressured countries to accept passengers from China without travel restrictions or quarantines while they were locking down the country. So you put those two things together, and there's only one conclusion that fits the facts, and that is that China deliberately spread this disease beyond its borders.
2: That's, that's a bigger, That's a serious charge there. Um, I don't know if, there's, if this is even a fair question, because I don't know if anybody knows the answer to this, but uh, how aware might they have been or could they have been about the seriousness of this? Uh, that it, that you know, did, would, would they have been happy to see what ended up happening?
5: Well, they knew how serious it was, because no later than the second week of December of 2019, they knew this was highly transmissible. Because in Wuhan, you had so many people falling ill, and there was no other explanation that this was human-to-human transmission. Um, but China's leaders only admitted this publicly on January 20 of last year. Um, so there was at least five weeks um, where they knew that this was a very dangerous disease, but they tried to lull the world into not taking precautions by saying, no, don't worry about it, it's not transmissible.
2: And, of course, it is uh, a communist country, so uh, what about the people within China who did know and tried to tell the world? What, where are they right well, now?
5: Well, um, we don't know where they are, uh, many of them, um, because citizen journalists, for instance, who went to Wuhan, have been scooped up off the streets, and we know that uh, the Wuhan eight were doctors. Um, they were uh, coerced into silence. And one of them um, actually died. Um, so this is a, a serious situation where we know that Chinese leaders did their best to prevent the world from finding out what happened.
2: Now, when when you say that when you use the word coerced for a place like uh, communist China, what does coerced entail?
5: It can mean any number of different things. So, for instance, we know that the citizen journalists were actually detained. Um, for the doctors, the Wuhan 8, they were lectured in a police station, um, and that was effective enough. So um, it really depends on the circumstances, but China is willing to go through and do almost anything, um, or they are willing to do anything, to um, enforce their narrative.
2: And what do you, what's, uh, what's the level of um, guilt here for the World Health Association and its association with China? Um, Donald Trump was smart enough, at least in my opinion, to bail the U.S. out of that organization, but we're back in it now. Was that a bad idea for Joe Biden? And and how much of, of this should be laid at the feet of the World Health Organization?
5: Well, President Trump was right to withdraw from the World Health Organization. The world needs a global health architecture, but it doesn't need the WHO, because the WHO was actually complicit in spreading this disease beyond China's borders senior doctors at the organization knew that this was a highly transmissible disease because they dealt with similar diseases in the past, especially MERS, the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. But uh, twice in January of last year, on January 9 and January 14, WHO propagated China's false narrative to the world that it was not transmissible. And um, they knew that the narrative that they were propagating was false. Also, China. The WHO um, helped China um, uh, pressure countries not to impose those travel restrictions and quarantines on arrivals from China. There were a number of WHO statements in that regard. Also, the WHO was very slow in declaring this to be an international public health emergency and a pandemic. Those declarations were much later than they should have been. So the WHO was, um, I think, largely responsible for the spread of this disease beyond china and so therefore we should not join that organization we should not be shoveling hundreds of millions of dollars a year into the coffers of the who which is largely responsible for the deaths today of 596,000 americans
2: well we're talking to gordon chang uh, the, he's the author of the books uh, the coming collapse of china also the uh, the great us china tech war you can find him on twitter at gordon g chang c h e n g Um, Well, you have a piece up at Newsweek a few days ago that I I came across today, and boy, there's some scary things in there. You talk about uh, the signs being ominous. Uh, China's National Defense University in 2017 uh, mentioned a new kind of biological warfare of, quote, specific ethnic genetic attacks. What's that all about?
5: That's about designing pathogens that will leave the Chinese immune um, but will sicken or kill foreigners. Um, and this is what they've been working on. I don't know if they've been successful in this regard, but nonetheless, we've got to be concerned that the next pathogen from China will leave China as the world's only viable society, and that would be a civilization killer.
2: Now, this, this guy, Richard Fisher, uh, of the Virginia-based International Assessment and Strategy Center, this is what he told Newsweek, it's in your piece, In a future war, we can expect China to use refined and targeted strains of coronavirus or other pathogens to target certain ethnic groups, certain countries, or certain age cohorts. That sounds, uh, could be more devastating than a nuclear bomb.
5: Well, in many ways, it's meant to debilitate a society um, before a war starts. And so Mm -hmm. really, um, World War III, as Chinese military strategists have been talking about, Will be largely fought with biological agents, and that means that uh, we have a whole new way um, that we've got to deal with um, from China. So yes, Richard Fisher, um, who has studied uh, the Chinese People's Liberation Army for decades, knows about their doctrine, and we've got to be very concerned what they're going to do in the, you know, in the weeks preceding a war.
2: And you, and again, you're you're talking about a civilization killer. Um, do do you did do you think that they um, th- that that COVID nineteen was just a test to see what what they could do and what would happen? I mean, they should like what happened. If 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 they planned this, they should be pretty happy with what happened as a result of it spreading around the world.
5: Well, that's a possibility, John. Um, but we don't know what they did. Um, I tend to think. Um, the balance of probability is that this was an accidental release of an engineered pathogen. Um, And I don't think that they intentionally released it, which some people do. Uh, And actually many people in China think it was an intentional release. And the reason is they they didn't have the vaccine. Um, So you would think that they would have developed a vaccine before they tried this on uh, the world. But I don't know. You know, this is um, something that we hopefully will find out uh, as The Chinese people um, come out and become whistleblowers.
2: But could they have contained it to China? So that could they have contained it within their own borders, or at least try to to do a better job of it?
5: Well, they certainly could have. I mean, China has been because it runs a totalitarian um, system. um, They have been successful, at least from what we can tell, in containing um, the subsequent outbreaks of this disease. So, for instance, right now, they've got an outbreak in Guangzhou, which is a large port city in the southern part of China. Um, What they're able to do is lock down neighborhoods, uh, go through and just uh, test everyone. So their uh, contact tracing is very sophisticated. And they've been able to do this in a number of different cities uh, since the initial outbreak in Wuhan, Um, So, yeah, I think they could have prevented um, this disease from leaving China's borders, but they didn't want to. I think they they saw what it did to cripple China and Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, to level the playing field, um, decided that he would sicken the rest of the world. We don't know what he was thinking, but if he wanted to do that, he, he would have done exactly what, in fact, he did do.
2: It's it's hard to get information out of China or to believe the information that you do get. But what do we know about the um, effects of uh, COVID-19 on China itself compared to, say, the U.S.? Uh, do we know the extent to which uh, everything was locked down and the lives were ruined the way they were here?
5: Well, the, the coronavirus did devastate Chinese society, did devastate the economy. Um, the numbers that China has been releasing with regard to its gross domestic product, I think, are inflated. Certainly, the number they reported of infections and deaths was understated. Um, we don't know the full extent of it, but there are indications that this was a far more um, big uh, event than Chinese leaders are willing to admit.
2: Well, we're talking to uh, Gordon Chang. Uh, he's the author of *The Coming Collapse of China*, the great, U- and also *The Great U.S.-China Tech War*. You can find him at Twitter on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang, C-H-E-N-G. So, uh, Gordon, you've been obviously this is uh, what you've been studying for a long time, and you're an expert on this. If you were to go uh, twenty, uh, let's say uh, 35, 50 years down the road, what is the dream of the people in China who are up to all this no good? I mean, what would they, what, what's well, the world that they see 50 years from now?
5: I think that they believe that they will dominate and rule the world. That's what they want. Um, we know that because of things that they have been saying. So this really is a situation where it's an existential challenge to the United States, where they believe that uh, everyone in the world owes uh, uh, subservience and obedience to China.
2: Why do we? Why do I owe subservience to them? I mean, why do they think I do?
5: Well, they believe that the world should... Um, they they go back to the imperial era in, in China's history, two millennia, where um, Chinese emperors believed that they had the mandate of heaven over Tianxia, or all under heaven. And they felt that they not only had the mandate of heaven and the right to rule the world, they felt that heaven commanded them to rule the world. So that was their belief of the way the world should work. And Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, has been talking... About- Using Tianxia type language recently, and so have his officials. So it's very clear what these guys have been thinking, and we Americans, uh, we're just oblivious to uh, the Chinese.
2: Boy, it sure seems that. Uh, so how much should um, should not, when I say we worry about upsetting them? How much should Joe Biden and the U.S. government and the military worry about uh, making China mad? I mean, should... well,
5: we've got to do things to defend ourselves. So, um, And those things will uh, aggravate and um, um, make Chinese leaders angry. Um, But we have no choice unless we want to um, give up our country and uh, acknowledge Chinese subservience. So we're not going to do that. So what we're going to do is certainly going to anger Xi Jinping.
2: Yeah, but what's the result of that anger? I mean, what's their likely response to being... uh Well, Donald Trump said they owe us $10 trillion. He said that yesterday or today. He wants them to pay $10 trillion. I have a feeling they're not going to do that.
5: Well, we can deter China, but if we can't deter China, then we've got to be prepared for the worst outcomes. The People's Daily, which is the most authoritative publication in China, in May 2019, carried a piece that declared a, quote-unquote, people's war on the United States. So we've got to recognize that China views America as its enemy. Unfortunately, President Biden doesn't even see China as an adversary. He just calls it a competitor. That's not right, because Xi Jinping wants to take down the existing Westphalian international order. He doesn't want to compete with us in that order. He doesn't even want to adjust that order more to China's liking. He wants to impose this Tianxia system on the world. And so we're not uh, looking at and listening to what the Chinese have been saying. And we've done this, we Americans have done this many times in our history where we have not paid attention to what our enemies have been saying. And it's never worked out well for us.
2: Last thing, i got about 30 seconds left. Um, if what, what is How confident are you that there's going to be a good outcome to all this?
5: I'm not confident at all. Um, well, we have to uh, understand the risks. We have to understand the existential nature of the challenge. We have to be prepared for the worst outcomes.
2: What? What? Well, uh, what about war? I mean, out and out war. And not. I'm not talking about biological war. Just a war.
5: That's one of the scenarios that is possible.
2: Well, pretty scary. Hey, hey, Gordon, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, you have uh, you've been all over this for a long time. I. It's great uh, insight, and I appreciate it.
5: Well, thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it.
2: Okay, that's Gordon G. Chang, and we will be right back.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Labor Department releases a so-so jobs report for May. Employers added 559,000 jobs last month. Up from the anemic gains in April, but
2: still only modest gains. The employment numbers seem to be further evidence that
0: many companies are still struggling to find enough workers, even as the unemployment rate dropped to 5.8%. And that's correspondent Ken Lorman. PNC Financial Services Group Chief Economist Gus Fauché says... There were big gains in leisure and hospitality jobs.
5: People are spending their stimulus checks. They're starting to travel again. They're starting to go out to to dinner again.
0: Um, You know, we did see some weakness in other parts
5: of the economy. We saw a decline in construction employment despite the strong uh, housing
6: market.
0: Stocks remain higher now. The Dow up 172 points. The Nasdaq 200 points higher. This is SRN News.
6: I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching, his paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog.
1: You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I
6: get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
1: Hugh Hewitt
0: reminds us of history.
5: It was was always the Democrats who were segregationists and Jim Crow. It was a Democratic deal. So when Texas passes voter integrity, like clockwork, they say it's Jim Crow 2.0. No, that would be a Democratic initiative.
1: And everybody knows that. That's never reported, by the way.
0: The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250, The Answer.
2: It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through six thirty twenty one. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at com. That's windows or us,
1: pittsburgh.com. They say, if you love something, set it free. At LifeLock, we say, what a load of bull hockey. All that saving up and paying off debt, and now some identity thief wants to set it free? Crazy talk. LifeLock helps monitor your info and alerts you to potential identity threats. If you become a victim, we'll help fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but LifeLock helps you keep what's yours. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code SMART. AM
0: 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer.
1: in Pittsburgh.
0: A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
4: We're still all stacked up on the Parkway West. On the inbound side, Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Just crawling along in some spots there. Outbound, also heavy Banksville Road to Carnegie. Parkway East, outbound delays from Oakland to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound, seeing the usual congestion to the tunnel and getting into the Fort Pitt Bridge. Grant Avenue, that's under construction. Aetna area till 7 p.m. between Crescent Street and Mount Royal Boulevard. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather.
1: Tonight we'll see clear to
0: partly cloudy skies with a low of 64. Mostly sunny skies to start off the weekend tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 84. Clear skies tomorrow night, the low 62. Sunday we'll wrap up the weekend under mostly sunny skies. It'll be very warm with a high of 87. Monday we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine, couple of showers of a thunderstorm. It'll be humid with a high of 86. With your backy Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, it's Friday. Let's end the
2: week on something that has nothing to do with COVID-19 or the big guy. How about some football? Now, I'm old enough to remember the USFL, and I was a big fan of it, actually. It didn't last long like most spring football leagues, but earlier this week it was announced by Fox Sports and Doug Flutie, who played in the original USFL, that it's coming back next spring. I wanted to look into its chances for success Uh, Daniel Kaplan uh, writes for The Athletic now, but for uh, 20 years he worked for the Sports Business Journal. He joins us now. Daniel, thanks for being here.
7: Oh, no worries.
2: So, um, did this uh, USFL announcement uh, come out of nowhere, or had there been discussions that, that people were aware of, or at least rumors of discussions?
7: uh it came out of nowhere for me i i was un- uh, unaware anything was percolating in the fact that uh the 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 breaking news came out minutes before the press release it shows you that this was not well known out there uh mm-hmm. look there's always discussions of sh- sh- f- spring developmental football leagues and i'm right. sure we'll get into the discussion of the history of that so yeah. is it a surprise another one of these is Coming around, no, just this particular one, this particular brand, the USFL, uh, was a bit of a surprise.
2: Well, um, uh, Fox Sports is involved in this one, but the Alliance of American Football had CBS, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So how much of a factor can that be for the league and its future?
7: Look, it doesn't uh, hurt to have Fox signed up to uh, broadcast the uh if If it indeed takes the field this this new league, and the release also indicated Fox is an equity investor. what that means is unclear. Does it mean Fox will take on financial losses? Is Fox putting in money or is it receiving equity simply for putting on the games all all, all that's unclear. Uh, I think what is clear is this announcement, this press release, is a pitch for capital investment. Uh, the This new league does not have the capital necessary at this point, as far as I can tell, to get off the ground. So putting out a press release saying, we have Fox Sports lined up, um, we're, we're going to relaunch the USFL, uh, that, they're hoping that's essentially an advertisement for investors.
2: You uh, spent uh, over 20 years... Uh Working for Sports Business Journal, so you've been writing about sports business for a long time, um, and having Doug Flutie as a salesman, I guess, is nice. But but uh, how much money is this group going to need uh, to make well, it they, to even get they, they, started? To really,
7: to really do it right, you need uh, the estimates range from you know high eight figures to low nine figures, if not if not more. Vince McMahon had already put in several hundred million to the second iteration of the XFL before that got shut down by the pandemic. Uh, the Alliance of American Football did not have enough money to keep going in, in 2019, and it, it shut down. Uh, you mentioned Doug Flutie. Uh, he, he was in the promo for the ad launching yeah. the, this new USFL initiative, and it showed some of the famous USFL players, Reggie White uh Flutie himself uh the the fact is that was a different era that was when there was no free agency in the NFL when mm-hmm. uh there was big 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 money behind this new USFL venture and they could pay salaries that were commensurate with the NFL none of that is in place today uh there's absolutely no way this new USFL will get the caliber of player it did during its first run in 1983
2: No, they had uh, Steve Young and Doug Flutie and Reggie White. uh, Guys, uh, two of those three are in the Hall of Fame. Doug Flutie's in the Canadian Football League Hall of Fame and pretty good player when he finally got a chance in the NFL. Um, But um, are any cities confirmed yet?
7: Look, when I said this is essentially a pitch for investors, there are no cities lined up, there's no venues lined up. Uh, When I asked the spokesman for this group, whether they had the intellectual property rights to the USFL brands, the, the teams, the uniforms, all of that, uh, no comment came back, which tells me they don't, they, they don't have it. This, you know, this is just an idea at this point. They do have Fox sports on board, but uh, where the money's coming from, the rights to the USFL intellectual property, all of that is, is quite unclear.
2: No, so I. I just kind of you wrote about sports business for a long time, so you know a lot more about this than I do. I covered sports for for forty years, so I, you know, you talk about batting averages and you know yards per carry, I, we can have a discussion. But when you get into business, I'm I'm done. Um, why Why would this be attractive to Fox? Uh, if, if what basically, you know, based on what you've just said here, is that they don't know how much money they have, they don't know if, uh, what cities they're going to be in. Uh, what, is Fox just uh, throwing this up against the wall to see if it sticks?
7: It doesn't harm Fox in any way. Look, entities like Fox are always looking for content, especially in the non-football part of the year, uh, spring football. Uh, that's one of the reasons spring football has been such a hobby horse for so many uh, investors. Um, if you're Fox, you have, you have programming platforms to fill streaming cable network it, it doesn't hurt to line yourself up with this league and if it gets off the ground you'll have programming in the in the winter uh and, and if it doesn't um it no harm no foul really
2: we're talking to daniel kaplan of the athletic also formerly of the sports business journal uh i i and i, I have been rooting for the all these leagues to make it i i think the um the nfl could use some competition all the major sports leagues should should have some competition i don't like monopolies but um what have all the other leagues done wrong daniel uh the world football league and the usfl both put pretty good products on the field uh, and and even and even though they were able to do what you say this new iteration of the usfl might not be able to do they still didn't make it what did they do wrong
7: well, I think you, you, you have to start off with the premise that you're not competing with the NFL. You're a supplement mm-hmm. to the NFL. Uh, we, the history of the USFL, we all know, after two years of playing spring football, uh, was forced in. you know, Donald Trump, the owner of the generals, wanted to take on the NFL directly, forced the antitrust lawsuit, which ended up in $3 of damages, uh, leading to the collapse of the USFL. Uh, whether it's the XFL, the Alliance of American Football, the new USFL, uh, none of these leagues are going to compete with the NFL. The the, the hope would be you'd become the unofficial feeder system to the NFL, an unofficial developmental league, which anyone who's been around the NFL knows is necessary, especially with all the off-season restrictions on player training and coaching. So... They're, 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 everyone who I've talked to that's been around the NFL and the football business, they all say there's a need for this, and that's one of the reasons you see so many of these leagues develop, uh, proposed, and even and launched. But it takes a lot of money, and if you don't have the NFL's cooperation and input in decibel capital, it, it's a really tough road to hoe.
2: Yeah, uh, there, every once in a while... Maybe it's a little bit more than every once in a while. Uh, a player will come along in college football. Uh, the kid out of Clemson, the quarterback Lawrence, he uh, he looked like he could have he he could have been on an NFL team two years ago. He might not have been ready to be a starter, but he could have definitely been a, a backup and learned learned the trade there instead of playing in college and could have made a lot of money. Um, what about a spot for people like that and for and for guys who? For one reason or another, uh, don't feel like they're or they aren't uh, college material, uh, and you go play in a nice league, and make a couple hundred thousand bucks a year, uh, while you're getting ready for the NFL, it's, and you don't have to worry about going to class. That's, that would seem like a pretty good, a, a, a pretty attractive thing to me.
7: Right, and you know you see the NBA with its uh, G-, G League uh, that they yeah. they offer this to uh, high school. Uh, seniors who don't want to go go to college, but they have the one and done rule in in college and the NBA. Uh, sh- surely, any developmental league uh, would be an attractive proposition to to a player like uh, you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence. On the other hand, uh, he, he, he 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 doesn't have as much pressure to to perform as as he would in the pros. He's surrounded by a support system that you probably wouldn't get in a minor league system like the USFL. So if you're Trevor Lawrence or a player like Trevor Lawrence, you'd, you'd probably have to think long and hard about joining a minor league circuit versus the comforts of a college system.
2: Well, that, yeah, but, he, but a guy like Lawrence was a, a, a superstar, and he was when he was, uh, I guess it was a freshman, I think. Um, and, and so those guys would have, they would come in with name recognition, and that pressure would be on them. I guess I'm thinking about a kid who um, uh, might be a pretty good college football player who might have a, a a chance to play in the NFL, and doesn't feel like going to class for three years. And um, and the hundred thousand bucks a year to play football is a is is a lot more attractive to him than getting a free tuition so he can major in sports management.
5: You know, Look,
7: the. Um, the- every year there's there's hundreds there's hundreds of players thousands of players over the years who who are drafted or or un- unrestricted free or undrafted free agents who don't who don't land who don't end up with teams there's plenty of player capital to feed the developmental system. There's mm-hmm. there, there's there's only, what is it, 52, 53 players on a roster. Yeah. Uh, at least 250 players are drafted. 260 players are drafted every year. Then you see the undrafted free agent sign. There's 20 or 30 per club. There's already the existing roster, and that, that happens year after year after year. So there's plenty of players out there. You don't need to rely on a Trevor Lawrence or a superstar high school athlete who doesn't want to go, to go to college. I mean, that's all well and good. That would be up to the individual minor league circuit, the developmental league, to decide whether they want to accept those types of players. But there's plenty of players to fill uh, these leagues.
2: We're talking to Daniel Kaplan of The Athletic. Uh, the XFL and the Canadian Football League uh, have been talking about a merger. The CFL is good quality football uh and has i like watching it and has been around as long as the nfl what are the chances of that happening and what are the chances of some some success there And, and how much of a risk is it for the cfl which is well established in canada but nobody cares about it here
7: well, it's unclear what they're talking about if it's indeed a merger. I mean, the XFL 3.0, for lack of a better term, is is, yeah. is, is just an idea at this point. It was uh, the the intellectual property of the XFL was bought out of bankruptcy by a group led by uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the the actor and former uh, wrestler, and uh, they've not come out with their plans for whether whether they're going to have a 2022 season. Uh, whether they're going to keep the same team names from the second version of the XFL, but the, the cities, it, it's very unclear what they're doing. They put out the announcement, they're talking to the CFL, but that could just be, that, that could take a lot of forms, uh, one of which could be a merger, but it could be just simple uh, pra- practicing together. It could simply be an all-star game. It doesn't necessarily mean a merger. And you oh, have to okay. merge with what? There is no XFL yeah. football entity to merge with right now.
2: Yeah. Well, the merger with the money, I guess. Uh, the, the, the,
7: the, well, it, I mean, it, it, you have the it CFL. Comes back to that. You, 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 the XFL was bought for, I believe, it was fifteen or twenty million dollars out of uh, bankruptcy. Uh, it had, it does have uh, an equity investor behind it, Redbird Capital. It has the star power of the Rock, but. This happened almost a year ago, and we've not heard all we've heard is that they're talking to the c f l about some sort of partnership, maybe it's a merger, maybe it's something less uh, they, that's why that's why perhaps there was a void for the u s f l to fill because people were tired of waiting for the xFL to announce their twenty twenty two plans you know it takes know. a long time to put together. A football operation. Uh, right. If you're going to launch in 2022, you need to be getting going now. Signing staff, si- signing uh, marketing staff, ticket sales staff, uh, football operation staff. Uh, you need you need someone to get together to put together your rule book. Uh, the stadium. Someone has to sign get get the venue agreements. It takes a look. A lot of money and a lot of organization to get off off the ground. It needs to be happening now if you're launching the week or two after the Super Bowl 2022.
2: Um, and I've I've yet to have somebody explain to me. Maybe it's because I'm just too thick to get it. But I've, I've never been able to have someone explain to me how it is that the NFL and the other major sports leagues get away with a monopoly. Uh, you know, why how how is it that San Antonio, Texas, Portland, Oregon, Saint Louis, Missouri, San Diego, California, the people there aren't allowed to have a uh, major call a major professional sports a major professional football team there. How are they getting away with
7: that? Well, I mean the Alliance of American football had a team in uh San Diego. Uh yeah. there's there's nothing there's nothing that sto- stops one of the startups from Having a team in those markets, there was a the most successful of the XFL teams was in St. Louis. Uh, but there's not, I mean, there's not an unbright. You can't just start an NFL team without the agreement and cooperation of the NFL. It's,
2: well, that's it's, what I'm saying. It's a monopoly. How, how are they getting away with it?
7: It's not. It's not a. It's not a mon- not monopoly. It's, it's no different than I can't just start a McDonald's without the agreement of a McDonald's. Okay. Um, it's. it's, it's, it's a lot of money went into developing the NFL, and I, if I just decided to start up an NFL team without their agreement, that would be infringing on their their rights.
2: Yeah. Last thing. i got got less than a minute left there, Daniel. Uh, how, why wouldn't NFL players and former players who've made uh, tens of millions of dollars and who have problems with the NFL be potential investors in a new league? Why wouldn't they find that – I mean, I guess you'd have to convince them that it's a good investment –
7: um, I mean, sure. I mean, every new startup, or whether it's tech or sports, likes to have the celebrity investor. There's no reason why it wouldn't happen. Of course, the track record of failed startup football leagues wouldn't exactly be a uh, very attractive. If I were, yeah, if I were one of these uh, <laughs> athletes.
2: Right. Hey, Daniel, I'm out of time. I appreciate you uh, coming on. You can find the piece at The Athletic uh and uh good to have you on hope to have you on again sometime thanks all right thanks a lot okay that's daniel kaplan of the athletic we'll be right back by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life they won't go flat you can wash and dry them as many times as you want and they maintain their shape they're made in the usa and for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium My Pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium My Pillow for 29.98, that's regularly 69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All My Pillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. 800-716-8087,
0: promo code STAG. Through generations of fighting, anger, and pain, The Israeli-Palestinian conflict is still one of the most contentious and misunderstood issues of our time, raising the question, is it possible to truly love your enemy? In the new film, Hope and the Holy Land, filmmaker Todd Moorhead discovers the truth behind the headlines and misinformation, with personal stories from Jews, Muslims, and Christians in their own words, offering a beautifully produced, politically nuanced, and morally sensitive look at both sides of the conflict. Bishop Kenneth Ulmer says the movie is embarrassingly enlightening. Ambassador Michael Oren calls it a candid, courageous journey through the complexities of the conflict. Hope in the Holy Land takes an honest look at the history and history in the making as you've never seen before. Don't miss Hope in the Holy Land. Available now at SalemNow.com. Watch this film and pass it on. Go to SalemNow.com today.
6: Pounds and mounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Marquette, cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, DP and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them. To live long, healthy, happy lives. they
1: even switch one little thing. They put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be.
6: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot
8: com. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air. Allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navaj, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs at Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer.
2: Well, let's finish with a little sports here. I, uh, I'm going to have to find someone else to not watch. I, I do a really good job of not watching LeBron James and not just because I think he's a he's kind of he's a creep. I, I it's just because I'm not a big NBA fan and I just never have watched the NBA much. But I LeBron James is one of those guys who I make a point not to watch, and so now I'm gonna have to find somebody else not to watch because LeBron James is no longer watchable because the Lakers were eliminated last night. Uh, the Suns beat them 113 to 100. Uh, that's in six games they beat them. So the, the Lakers were heavily favored uh, to win, and they didn't even take it seven games. So uh, LeBron, uh, he, he's out. Uh, and, of course, he couldn't just lose and be gracious about it. It's one of the great things about hockey. They, um, they have the, uh, the, the handshake line at the end. No matter how many times somebody's elbowed you in the face, punched you, hit you with a stick, Game's over. You, Everybody skates out the center ice. You've seen it. Shake hands. See you next year. Nice game, all that stuff. Uh, LeBron decided to just leave the court. Uh, after the Suns beat them, he just left. No, no handshake. No nothing. So LeBron James is done for the season. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of year he had. He's, he's out. Uh, he'll have to just... I guess he's just going to go to China, uh, where he makes a lot of money. Maybe sell some shoes or whatever. But <clears throat> uh, no class whatsoever. Just how do you not come on? Here's the thing: it's one thing for any player to not do it, to not shake hands at the end of a at the end of a uh, series. And you know they don't do it in baseball. Uh, if you win the World Series, you just celebrate, and uh, that's it. You don't run over to the other team and shake their hand. In football, you'll see players doing it after a game, but uh, basketball—you're out on the court. You shake hands. It's something you do, and it's for, for the number one player in the league and, the, and one of the top two or three players in all of sports in the world to not do that—it eh, kind of stinks. But I'm glad I don't have to not worry about not watching him anymore. I'll see Lebron. I'll, I'll make sure I don't watch LeBron next year. I hope you'll make sure you listen to this radio show on Monday. Thanks to Mike, thanks to Darren, and I'll see you then.
0: The Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and
2: Salem Media Group.